Create Art Podcast, Project Classical Literature, Exploring T.S. Eliot. Hello, friends. Thank you for catching another episode of Create Art Podcast. I'm your head instigator, Timothy Kim O'Brien, with over 20 years of experience in the art world in many disciplines. My aim is to help you unlock your creative side and inspire you to ward off that internal critic that says, no, you can't do this by helping you create more than you consume. Now, this episode is a little different from the previous. We've had conversations with some great fellow artists and some commentary on articles that deal with creativity. Now, when I started this podcast, I promised conversations, interviews, and projects to help unlock the inner artist. Well, folks, here is my project. This episode is to let you know what is possible by taking one piece of art and morphing it into something new. Now, to do this, I'm taking my first and favorite poem in the world, T.S. Eliot's The Hollow Men. I've talked about the influence on this poem and how it's had on me in my creative life, and now I present it to you in a way that uses my skills that I've learned over years of audio production and storytelling. Please enjoy and send me your thoughts, criticisms, critiques, what have you. You can reach me at uh, via email, timothy at createartpodcast.com. The website is a great is a great jumping off point, createartpodcast.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at createartpodcast and also the Twitter at createartpod. Enjoy and create more than you consume. We are the hollow men. We are the stuffed men, leaning together, headpiece filled with straw. Alas, our dried voices when we whisper together are quiet and meaningless, as wind in dry grass or rats' feet over broken glass in our dry cellar. Shape without form, shade without color, paralyzed force, gesture without motion. Those who have crossed with direct eyes to death's other kingdom. Remember us, if at all, not as lost, violent souls, but only as hollow men, the stuffed men. Eyes I dare not meet in dreams, in death's dream kingdom these do not appear. There the eyes are sunlit on a broken column. There is a tree swinging, and voices are in the wind singing, more distant and more solemn than a fading star. Let me be no nearer in death's dream kingdom. Let me also wear such deliberate disguises, rat's coat, crow skin, cross staves, in a field, behaving as the wind behaves, no nearer, not that final meeting in the Twilight Kingdom. This is the dead land. This is the cactus land. Here the stone images are raised. Here they receive the supplication of a dead man's hand under the twinkle of a fading star. It is like this in death's other kingdom, waking alone at the hour when we are trembling with tenderness, lips that would kiss, form prayers to broken stone.
The eyes are not here. There are no eyes here in this valley of dying stars, in this hollow valley, in this broken jaw of our lost kingdoms. In this last meeting place where we grope together and avoid speech gathered on the beach of this tumid river, sightless unless the eyes reappear as the perpetual star. Multifoliate rows of death's twilight kingdom, the hope of only empty men. Here we go round the prickly pear, prickly pear, prickly pear. Here we go round the prickly pear at five o'clock in the morning. Here we go round the prickly pear. Between the idea and the reality, between the motion and the act, between the motion falls the shadow. For thine is the kingdom. Between the conception and the creation, between the emotion and the response, falls the shadow. Life is very long. Life is very long. Between the desire and the spasm, between the desire and the between the between the potency and the existence, between the essence and the descent, falls the shadow. For thine is the way the world ends. For thine is this is the way the world ends. Life is not with a bang. For thine is this is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. All right, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed what you heard there. Now, I'd like to talk to you about the idea behind the project. The poem is in five parts, and you heard five different voices in five different settings. The poem is, well, you've probably heard the ending of the poem in other places, like Apocalypse Now. You may remember it when uh, Brando was reading poetry to Martin Sheen. Kind of a scary thing there. Well, I purposely told my actors not to act. This is them, raw, not well rehearsed and just reading their parts. I had them all read the entirety of the poem, and then I decided who would be featured in each part of the poem. Three men, two women. Now, yes, I am purposely not telling you who they are to respect their wishes to remain anonymous. And for me, it's not about the actors. It's about the words, and, you know, that's main, that's the main thing it is for me. It's about the words. And by using five different voice actors, I'm showing that different people from different backgrounds can enjoy this poem at different levels. For me, you know, it really shows the universality of this piece. And it's a little bit dense, but I think if you can enjoy it at a surface level, I think you'll be okay with it. Now, you probably heard my voice in there, depending on how you're listening to this podcast. I do recommend listening uh, to it with uh, earbuds, so that way you can get the uh, left and right channel. I also read the poem, and I did a little bit of audio trickery by putting myself on two separate tracks, one forward and one reversed. Now, I made sure that both tracks are playing under the actor that's being featured in each part. And I'm reading that part with them. Now, this can be taken 
in several different ways. For me, having my voice being under the actors, I'm reinforcing the idea of the universality of this piece. You know, it, it, it touched me, obviously, and I'm hoping it touches you. I'm also letting you know how I hear the piece when I read it. Now, since this is an experiment, I am learning more about the piece and gaining new insights from how others read it and their inflection and on certain words and emphasis of other phrases. I did the track backwards to provide another perspective of how the piece could be read. When I hear things backwards, it forces me to listen to the beats of the piece, and it forces my mind to make sense of what I'm hearing. I tend to pay better attention trying to figure out the patterns. Also, you know what? It's just a fun trick and provides something outside of the normal to listen to. Now, I subscribe to a number of poetry podcasts, and I recommend them to you. However, I've yet to hear anyone lay down a track backwards during one of these podcasts and then talk about the piece without playing it forwards. You know what? Maybe that's an idea for a new podcast. Stay tuned for that one, folks. Now, you may go, well, hey, Tim, why this piece and why today? Uh, That's a very good question. You're a very smart person. But you knew that, obviously. Well, let me go back a few episodes ago where Joel Chaccio and I talked about T.S. Eliot. And we did a a two-part episode, uh, one part on his Hack Sessions podcast, and then the second part on this podcast. Now, we're talking about T.S. Eliot and how each of us came to find T.S. Eliot and his influence on our writing. And you can hear that. uh, You can hear his podcast on all the podcast apps if you search for him. So what we did is we touched upon the time he was living in, which was the early to mid-1900s. He had gone through World War I and World War II and witnessed the brutality of humans upon humans. You know what? I'm not going to get on my soapbox here, but think about it. We haven't changed that much in thousands of years of human history. For me, The Hollow Men is a commentary on his war and on our mortality and what happens after we pass on. And I think the time is right to bring him back and bring him out front and really listen to what he's saying. I know what it means to me. He talks about the afterlife and the futilities of the wars we rage as, you know what, no one really goes to heaven a war hero. We all end up in a purgatory-type existence. That's what he's saying to me, anyways. God may not be on our side. We may not be right. We may be just like the people we hate or revile in history. We could be the next Nazis. All right, enough philosophy for now. I can go on this for a long time. But I wanted to show you and challenge you to take a piece that has already been made, complete. Take that piece and use it and put your own spin on it. I'm very interested in what you come up with. Let me know what you're doing and let's feature it right here on the podcast. We can talk about it and share it with everyone else listening. Reach out to me by email, timothy at createartpodcast.com. The website where I've got poetry, projects, occasional musings, and all the episodes of this podcast, createartpodcast.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook at createartpodcast. And Twitter, of course, the Twitter at createartpod. I'm looking forward to 
seeing your projects and hearing about them. Create more than you consume. And thank you for spending your time with me today.